Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Mariana, how are you liking the looks of Congress's to-do list right now? Well, it's pretty long. Mariana Sotomayor covers Congress over at The Washington Post. Like, remarkably long? Like, <laughs> like, like, put it in context for me. So, basically, now we know that this was the least productive Congress in a really long time. Congress only passed 29 bills that were signed into law by President Biden. And that's pretty low, because last time it was, I think, 70 that they were able to pass, and that was the lowest number. And this year, they have to definitely address a couple of things right off the bat. Here's a brief roundup of the stuff lawmakers need to get done in the coming weeks. They have to decide if they're sending aid to Ukraine, or Israel, for that matter. Then there's the matter of funding the government. Congress is facing not one, but two spending cliffs. One as soon as next week. All 12 appropriations bills have to be polished off by February 2nd. Otherwise, Washington will grind to a halt. It's definitely been a lot of back and forth, and we have seen just how hard it has been, mostly for House Republicans, to agree on how to fund the government. It's funny. You're talking about this potential government shutdown looming in just a few weeks. But the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, spent last week in Eagle Pass, Texas. Which is, I do, it's not where a whole lot of budget negotiations play out. It's not where I'd place him at the moment if he was trying to get his most important priority done. Yeah, it is the place, however. And honestly, if Republicans have their way, of course they're going to be talking about the border and immigration as much as possible because it is a political win of an issue for them. This dramatic contrast between what some members of Congress want to talk about and what they absolutely need to talk about, it's the essential context for everything that's about to happen over the next few days, Mariana says. On Sunday, congressional leaders announced they'd cut a deal to avert a government shutdown. But a deal is not the same thing as a past law. And the specter of immigration is still hanging over the Capitol. Now it's a race against time to get something done. I feel a little bit like I'm about to watch a car crash. Like everyone knows the car crash is gonna happen and no one seems able to stop it. There was definitely this feeling before the holiday break that everyone should get some rest, a lot of good rest because things are gonna just get really tricky. They're gonna go really fast. And before you know it, when Congress is back in town, there's only 10 days to avoid a government shutdown. Today on the show, why immigration may be about to bring the Capitol to a standstill. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Discover. 
When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I wonder if you and I can do some congressional math before we really get into things. Like, Republicans are technically in control of the House of Representatives, but can you lay out for me how their grasp on power has shifted even over the last few weeks? Because their majority's gotten slimmer, right? Yeah, exactly. So we all remember... The House voted to oust George Santos from Congress, so that brought down Republicans' number from five. They have a five-seat majority to four. Then Kevin McCarthy, after he was ousted as Speaker, said, you know what? I'm resigning at the end of the year. And isn't there another member who's, like, retiring at the end of the month? Yep. (laughs) January 21st. So before... a. Full government shutdown if that happens. Bill Johnson, he's a Republican from Ohio, is saying, I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. And that will bring down that magic number of votes that Republicans can lose to two, which essentially suggests that everything's going to have to pass in some form or fashion with bipartisanship. It's going to be quite an interesting year. And all the decisions fall on Speaker Johnson. Well, and Johnson is a member of the far right. So I imagine that anything he's coming in with, it's going to pull towards that side of the negotiations. Yeah. And, you know, it's been interesting because the first time he had to deal with a looming government shutdown deadline, he did marry a little bit of what the far right wanted and what the moderates wanted, enough that no side was pleased, but at least you got to some sort of deal. And that was this two-date government funding deadline that we're nearing right now. Right. This was in November. The idea was like, okay, we'll split the the spending negotiations up and we'll have these two deadlines to get it done. Exactly. Much of Washington currently has its fingers crossed that Congress is going to avoid jamming up against these funding deadlines. But some far-right members still see a looming government shutdown as a kind of opportunity, a way to demand drastic immigration policy changes or else. Chip Roy, who heads up the House Rules Committee, put it like this. Shut down the border or shut down the government. That's it. We have the- government spending is just the latest order of business some Republicans have sought to tie to border restrictions. Ukraine aid has already spent months in congressional limbo, thanks to the border. The reason why we've seen immigration come back into the spotlight actually started when Biden made a request, and this happens every year, where the president will ask for supplemental funding, in this case, Ukraine, sending money to help Ukraine because that's running out, money to help Israel 
And almost immediately, and this is something that Johnson, again, has agreed with far-right members within his conference, said, if you want to defend borders abroad, we have to defend borders at home. Yeah, this is like a mantra that they've been repeating. Totally. And it's why you have seen a bipartisan group of senators since December meeting, trying to find any kind of agreement on border security, because they know that that's the only way you're going to unlock possibly getting enough votes on the House side to send money to Ukraine. However, that bipartisan group still has not found a deal. And, And if anything, we continue to hear, even since they started meeting this month, that they're just so far apart on the issue. Part of the problem here is that House Republicans have already voted for a border policy that the most conservative members want to implement, and they're not eager to negotiate against themselves. Their bill is called H.R. 2, or the Secure the Border Act of 2023. It passed last spring, and it's a conservative hardliners wish list, including stuff like hiring more border agents, restarting construction of Trump's wall, and severely restricting who gets to apply for asylum. Here's the rub, though. Many House Republicans, particularly more moderate and vulnerable members, they ended up voting for H.R. 2, not because they completely agreed with it. Actually, they just voted for it for optics, for the sake of unity, to be able to have McCarthy, who they actually respect, be able to tout and say, look, we did this. But they actually voted to pass H.R. 2 in the House because they knew it wasn't going to become law. What needs to happen in the next few days when it comes to spending to avoid a partial government shutdown? A lot of things. Let's remember, you need to pass 12 individual bills. And the House Freedom Caucus is against packaging these bills together. So, I mean, it's bound to happen that any decision that particularly Mike Johnson makes is going to make the Freedom Caucus go crazy. I don't know how they do it. You know, I've seen Congress, let's remember, McCarthy passed a continuing resolution that averted a government shutdown literally the morning before that deadline. So, like, things can happen on the Hill. But if we want to do it the traditional way, the way it's supposed to be done, I don't—there's just not enough time. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you are wondering why some Republicans are digging in their heels so hard when it comes to immigration, Mariana Sotomayor says there's a simple reason for that. When Americans get asked who they trust more when it comes to border policy, their answer is Republicans, hands down. 
I think, you know, when these questions are asked in polling, it is about the border and migrants that are coming in. And there has been a shift in the public about how many people are coming in. There was a record 250,000 migrants that came in through the border in December. Yeah, it's it's the most, I think you wrote that it was the most recorded ever crossing the border in one month? Yeah. Wow. More people are paying attention. Um, It's been interesting even, I will be honest, during this holiday break, going back home, talking to friends who are not even politically involved, kind of having this top of mind of, whoa, did you see this? And, it, you know, Republicans are messaging this as part of broader security, right? The migrant crisis plays into that fear, and Republicans are obviously using that. And they've been good over the years to use that kind of fear politically to be able to win a number of races. So it seems like this issue is more front of mind for the public. And the reason why, the reason it seems like they're siding with Republicans is because there is this feeling of, well, what is Biden doing about it? What is Biden doing about it? And that's what I hear from voters too. What, what, why isn't Biden doing anything? Well, here's the thing. Biden can only do so much. Any president can only do so much through executive order. And through executive order, you definitely can't just overhaul the immigration system. This fundamentally falls on the shoulders of Congress. And they have been unable for decades to be able to figure this out. And again, goodwill exists to do that. But because of the margins, because of how politically toxic this issue has become, Congress has been unable to deal with it. And if past is precedence, then I don't know if they'll be able to figure it out this time. And again, it's interesting to me that the public doesn't necessarily realize that, that this is a Congress issue. It is way easier to blame one person. You're saying Congress is like the hot dog guy meme. Like, who? we're going to look into who did this. Yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. Yes. Republicans are going to get a chance to focus on immigration in a different way than these this bill they're trying to pass when they open up impeachment hearings against the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Can you just tell me what's going to happen with that and how quickly once Congress gets back in session? It actually could be pretty quickly. Many Republicans have said that impeaching Mayorkas has always been the lowest hanging fruit because of the border issue and how it animates the base. And Republicans have successfully made Mayorkas into a boogeyman from, I think, the moment he was nominated, not even confirmed to be DHS secretary. And we have seen the patients run out from certain far right members to impeaching him. Marjorie Taylor Greene in particular last year tried to force an impeachment vote against Mayorkas twice. Both times they were referred back to the committee, the Homeland Security Committee, who has already been investigating Mayorkas over time, over this past year in particular. And what the chairman, Mark Green, has been saying is there's mounting evidence that he has neglected his duty. And they're just pointing to the simple fact that Yes, under the Biden administration, there has been a record uptick of border crossings. What do they want Mayorkas to do about it? Well, what they want is a little bit of what we see in H.R. 2, that bill that House Republicans passed. Ideally, if if the far right had their way, they want to immediately shut down any border where it could be overwhelmed by migrants They want to reinstitute a number of Trump policies like remain in Mexico. They just want Mayorkas to 
shut everything down immediately. But impeachment is mostly about malfeasance, right? Like, are they accusing Mayorkas of doing something wrong, illegal, something that should get him kicked out? This is all messaging. And there actually have been some Republican lawmakers who have admitted that this is all about messaging. This is all about electing Trump. This, again, just animates their base. And here's the thing. If House Republicans hold a vote to impeach Mayorkas, I am not sure at this moment if there are enough votes by just House Republicans alone to be able to actually impeach Mayorkas. We will see. And that in and of itself would is going to be fascinating because we have already seen far-right House members go after their colleagues when they voted against things that they didn't – that they thought they should have voted for. Like does that amp the pressure against those members to, to vote for – to impeach Mayorkas just because they don't want any of the political toxicity? So you've laid out the case for how Republicans are going to try to make 2024 the year of immigration. If you were a betting woman, what do you think happens now? You know, it's going to fall on Speaker Johnson. He's obviously new to this job. He was just a member. He was very low ranking in leadership. And to be thrown into such a position, I mean, I, I do not envy him. Every single decision is going to fall on Johnson's shoulders. Mariana Sotomayor, thank you so much for your time. Really grateful for you coming on the show. Of course. Mariana Sotomayor covers Congress over at The Washington Post. And that's our show. If you're a fan of what we're doing here at What Next, the best way to support us is to join Slate Plus. It is our membership program. Go on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus and sign up. What Next is produced by Paige Osborne, Elena Schwartz, Rob Gunther, Anna Phillips, and Madeline Ducharme. We are led by Alicia Montgomery with a little help from Susan Matthews. Ben Richmond is the Senior Director of Podcast Operations here at Slate. And I'm Mary Harris. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you back here next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.